This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about one of my very favorite foods. I mean, we kind of always talk about foods we like, but this is one of my very favorites. We are talking about pancakes. Now, didn't we talk about French toast like last week? Precisely. And that's how we got the idea to talk about pancakes today. I hope you people are ready to eat a lot of maple syrup. I am always ready to eat a lot of maple syrup. I have my uh, my special syrup straw, like how people have their, their yerba mate straws. Do you know about this? I just learned about it recently. There's like special <laughs> straws. Uh, okay. Okay, uh, great. So, and then they also work for syrup and for pancake batter. So, uh, <laughs> pancakes. Can, can I tell a story before we start, actually? I know you've been wanting uh-huh. to tell this story. Okay. Um, this, is, this is a story about how I heroically saved my family uh, from disaster last night. Go on. Okay. Iris and Lori decided they wanted to uh, light a fire in the fireplace. We have a fireplace in our apartment. Uh, and it wasn't totally clear whether the flue was open or not. Uh, but when uh, when they when they lit up the fire log, uh, a bunch of smoke started pouring out into the living room and uh, and set off the smoke alarm. And um, and so thinking thinking on my feet, I grabbed the fire extinguisher and put out the fire that was in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> you I, I felt like are a genius. Like I was from another planet, and you know, <laughs> like when you see fire, grab one of these and squeeze. <laughs> grab one of these and squeeze. Fire extinguisher. Have you ever used a fire extinguisher? I haven't. Uh, this is my second time. They are so awesome. They put out fires in less than a second. (laughs) This is so surprising to me. But, I mean, there are so many things in life that sort of work, and fire extinguishers really, really work. You heard it here first, (laughs) folks. So if, while you're making pancakes, you have any sort of kitchen fire, fire extinguishers work. Yeah, we should do, I guess this is our fire extinguisher episode. Let's talk about pancakes. Okay. So, you know, I think... I think the logical place to begin here is is with the pancakes of our youth. Yes. Because that's where we have our, our formative pancake experiences. Yeah, and mine were, you know, I just remember them as being kind of your basic pancakes. I, I 
should have I should have talked to my mom before that before we recorded this show, but I, I don't remember whether I don't think she used a mix. I think she made them from scratch. But, you know, nothing nothing unusual about them. Just your basic uh, flour, sugar, uh, eggs, kind of pancakes, milk. And what did you put on them? Uh, fake pancake syrup. Like Aunt Jemima, Log Aunt Cabin. Jemima's Log Cabin, yeah. yep. How about you? Pancakes of your well, youth. Uh, so my dad used Bisquick. And my dad was the pancake maker in the house, as mm-hmm. he was also the French toast maker. And um, he had this pan that was a source of endless fascination for me. I'm sure that some of our listeners will have seen or maybe even have these pans. It's, uh, you know, it's a round pan that is basically flat, like a crepe pan. Um, But it's got these little indentations in it. Each is maybe two and a half inches across, just a shallow little indentation. I think there are maybe like seven of them on the pan. And so it made these perfectly round pancakes. Wow. Yeah. And this was a real, real source of pleasure for me as a small perfectionistic child (laughs) to have perfectly round pancakes. Yeah, so my dad made these perfectly round pancakes using Bisquick. Um, I have I, ha- I have one of those pans myself. But oh, I, wow. I can't stand using it. Why? Because you, it is freaking impossible to flip the pancake oh, over and keep how, it in the same well. Right, because how do you get the spatula into the little divot? I wind up having to use a butter knife. And oh, let me man. tell you, that is, this is just not a scenario for a good morning. Now, see, I don't... I don't have fond memories of like a particular shape of pancakes, like perfectly round or like shaped like a little guy or Mickey Mouse or whatever. But I did definitely have a thing for silver dollar pancakes. Uh, just, you know, they were so cute. Would you go get them at like Denny's or? No, no. My, uh, I would convince my mother to make them. And did she use a different batter? No. From her regular I batter? I think she just poured less batter. Oh, huh. No, I mean, I, I feel like... Uh... I didn't get a whole lot of interestingly shaped pancakes as a kid, I guess because... (laughs) Deprivation. And I was just so into that pancake pan he had, too. I probably wouldn't have let him use anything else, really. Right. Can I even speak English now? I probably wouldn't have let him done gone used anything else. Oh, you can take the girl out of Oklahoma. (laughs) Anyway, um... As an adult, I should add, I've I've tried Bisquick pancakes, and they're very tasty, but I think they do have a little bit of an aftertaste. I, I do too, but I think you can do a lot worse than Bisquick. Oh, totally. Uh, totally. You know, I've, I've had some sad, soggy pancakes uh, where the maker would have been better off using Bisquick. I have often wished that restaurants and diners would just use Bisquick. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. On the other hand, um, my, my favorite adult pancake memory is of a defunct restaurant called Cafe Minis that used to be uh, on uh, Capitol Hill in Seattle. And they would make sourdough pancakes, um, like throw some sourdough starter into the into the batter. Uh, and they they were really, really thin and, and kind of on the soggy side, but they had this great uh, tang and they were they were the place was open 24 hours and they were the perfect late night pancakes. Were they big? Yeah, they were really big. And, um, it, you know, in diners, you can, you can sometimes order a short stack. Uh-huh. I, would, I would always get the short uh-huh. stack. What is the opposite of the short stack? I've never seen it in the flesh. I don't know. Because I, I remember the short stack, and I assume it must have been short stack as opposed to tall stack. No, I think, it's, stack. I think it's usually like three super freaking giant pancakes or a short stack that's two pancakes. Okay, that makes sense. Uh-huh. And th- there's no name, I think, for the normal stack do you think um it, it seems like there are, must be people nicknamed short stack <laughs> yeah like and it could be like an ironic nickname for a really tall person or uh you know yeah 
my my favorite pancakes from a restaurant. Uh, the restaurant is also now defunct, like like your beloved Cafe Minis. I used to love to go to the Longshoreman's Daughter when I first moved to Seattle. I guess this probably would have been 2002 to 2004. I can't remember when they closed. But anyway, it was in Fremont. And uh, it always had a wait, but not too long a wait. And when and- you say a wait, you mean an anchor. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. And all the servers were really beautiful in this kind of like unkempt, unshowered way, but not oh, like, I like that. Not like dirty, just like carefree, Earthy. carefree. Earthy. Like these women were. I, I, anyway, I so envied these these women's ability to sort of just wake up and bring their crazy hair to work and look awesome. Yeah, I know what you mean. I like that. Anyway. Um, and what I would order there were the buckwheat pancakes. And they, too, were very thin. I wouldn't say that they had fantastic texture. Um, they were big. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got a short stack. Anyway, they were always served with pure maple syrup and maybe like an orange slice on the side. And they were just fantastic. And I think it, they might have been my very first buckwheat pancake. So I don't even know if back then I really knew how good we had it. I love um, buckwheat pancakes. I, I make those at home sometimes too. I like something I like about pancakes. It's so easy to just substitute something else for some of the flour and have a totally new kind of pancake. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also, um, the other day I took some cooked oatmeal and put it into my oh. usual, my just my usual buttermilk pancake uh-huh. recipe that we'll talk about it in a minute. I, I really am like inserting weird little... Things into your pancakes? Th- no, things into my sentence. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's anyway. Been, it's been a month since we last I'm recorded. So this out show. of practice talking into a microphone. It's given me some weird nerves here. If let you, me let me try to say that last sentence again. If you break out in hives. We have baking soda. Great, great, great. How about okay. a fire extinguisher? You no, know, we don't. I have it on the shopping list. My shopping list says like you know butter, eggs, fire extinguisher. I don't think we have one. Really. I recommend them. Okay, okay. I'm going to get one now. I mean, okay. I think that's sort of basic and home cheap, safety. too. You can get one for like $10. Really? You because can... the one we had to buy for Delancey recently no, was no, $200. Not... Yeah, but that's professional. Okay. That's like pizza oven extinguisher. It is. <laughs> it is. Okay, back to what I was saying. I had some cooked oatmeal lying around, and so I just... Um, I sort of softened it up with the milk that I was going to use in my pancakes so that there were no clumps in the oatmeal. Put it in my regular buttermilk pancake recipe. Totally delicious. That sounds great. Yeah, really good. You know, back to restaurants. Yes. I have eaten a lot of, can I say piss poor pancakes (laughs) in restaurants? Because no... I feel like breakfast is one of those meals where I feel very delicate. I need to yeah. be I need to be taken care of. I, I need to get what I expect to get. I'm a raw nerve. And but sometimes I want a pancake and I'm too lazy or don't have the ingredients at home to make it myself. So we go out. Okay. And I am always disappointed. Here's here's what I see as the problem with most restaurant pancakes. All right. Either they take a perfectly good buttermilk pancake and put stuff like a lot of cinnamon in it, or um, I don't really like flavored pancakes, like a whole pumpkin pancake. I'm not into that gingerbread pancake. I, no, I, that... I love the pure flavor of a buttermilk pancake with maybe just an interesting flour or grain. I generally agree. I do like banana pancakes. Mm, I like banana bread better. All right. So I've made a lot of different buttermilk pancake recipes. I think I've made the ones from The Joy of Cooking. Mm-hmm. I've made a Mark Bittman recipe. 
um, I sort of lose track of all of them because the truth is when I found the one that I use now, I really turned the corner hard and stopped using any other ones. Good. The recipe I use now is a Cook's Illustrated recipe. It is from their book, The New Best Recipe. And I think it's like one or two editions old. I don't know if the recipe's been changed in newer editions. I don't think it has. I think it's still the same. But it's, you know, it, it's got all your usual suspects in it. Um, I, I just use, you know, white flour. Uh, but like we said, it's it's easy to substitute some of the white flour for another interesting flavored grain yep. flour. Um, Kamut. If you want, mm-hmm. yeah. I've used uh, I've used whole wheat. I've used buckwheat. Yep. Anyway, um, flour, baking soda, baking powder, salt, little tiny bit of sugar. And here's where it gets interesting. You're supposed to use buttermilk and milk, which I think is important. Yep. I sometimes substitute a mixture of yogurt and milk for the, the buttermilk. Yeah, I find that, that I'm regularly substituting buttermilk, yogurt, and sour cream for each other, and mm-hmm. it usually turns out fine. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, I'll, uh, I'll be more specific about this when we put the recipe up on the website. Okay. But anyway, do you ever do the thing where you just make a whole ton of pancakes and put them in like a 200-degree oven? Yeah, but it just isn't the same. It really isn't it, the same. Nothing beats a pancake that just came out of the pan. Even the ones that even the ones we ate today, which had been sitting on the plate for between 30 seconds and 3 minutes, I would say, had a slightly less appealing texture than ones fresh out of the pan. Yeah, def- definitely. You know, they lose they lose that outer crunch within a matter of a minute. Mm-hmm. However, I, I did accidentally discover something that can prolong the crunch at the expense of a little dryness of texture, which is uh, when you make your last batch of pancakes, just turn off the heat and leave them in the pan and let them cool down a little on the stove in the pan. So it's like they're cooking for a long, an extended time at a lower temperature. And uh, and that kind of seals in the crunch on that bottom of the pancake. Nice. Uh, and so I'm, I'm always, I always want to get my hands on that last pancake that was sitting in the pan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely find that whenever whenever we make pancakes, I am shuttling back and forth from the table to the stove so I can yep. eat my fresh pancake while the while the next ones are cooking. Yes, what I don't want to get on my hands on, however, <laughs> are the pancakes that you left on my wooden cut wooden cutting board <laughs> that now taste like garlic and onions. I was saying to Matthew that I really love leftover pancakes, that I will always cook all the batter, even if, you know, even if we're not going to eat that many pancakes, because I love eating cold pancakes, like straight out of the fridge later in the day. You should try one of those. You will puke. <laughs> yeah, I put them on Matthew's cutting board, which... It is apparently heavily garlic and onion scented. Yeah, it is. Whoops. Do you need to tell our listeners about the delicious pancakes you made today? Yeah, so I made the exact same recipe as Molly, the Cook's Illustrated Buttermilk Pancakes, but I substituted uh, cornmeal for almost half the flour. And so those are those are my cornmeal pancakes. I like uh, Arrowhead Mills cornmeal. It is um, whole grain, stone ground cornmeal, and uh, it uh, has really good flavor and I think the best texture of any commercial cornmeal. Do you mail order that? No, I uh, I get it at my local co-op. Your local co-op. Yeah. Wow, you're so fancy. But I, they have it at Whole Foods. It's it's a it's a big national natural brand. Okay, great. What's the difference between pancakes and flapjacks? I feel like restaurants these days tend to use the word flapjack when they're trying to be cute. Yeah. When they're trying to make the food sound especially delicious. 
because pancakes just don't sound special enough. Yeah, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. All right. Um, so uh, we will be posting our uh, two uh, different but very, very similar pancake recipes <laughs> uh, on our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. You know, we, uh, we do this all for you. We do. We also do it so that we can eat pancakes for lunch. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I say you, I mean us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and, until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's a couple of pancakes shy of a short stack. Uh, well, really. I think if you're a couple of pancakes shy of a short <laughs> then stack, you, then there would you be have any no pancakes. pancakes left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's use that okay. one. Uh, and then we'll use our explanation okay. today. Okay. <laughs> I'm Matthew Amsterburton. And I'm Molly Weisenberg. I like British flapjacks. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.